Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast with me, Nadia, Lon, and Mariam. Hey uh, this is a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. And guys, I just want to say, I promise I won't throw you the bus because I want you to be my bus driver. <laughs> oh, you took mine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's a good um, one. Yeah, that was... <laughs> well, that was, you know uh, what, Nadia? I still love you since you're my little kitten. Oh, you took my <laughs> second one! Oh my gosh, what is this? Sam! I just thought about one right now. <laughs> okay. And, uh, my name is Lon, and uh, audience, if you, if you rock with us for a while, you know that we try to take these bits uh, for our intros. And um, I am ill prepared because the uh, the ladies uh, beat me to it this week. Damn. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We are definitely glad uh, to be here. So let's go. Yeah. So you know, usually we will go dive right into uh, the juicy bits, but for this podcast, um, I just want to give a shout out to our patron. MS Lamire. She's our patron on our Patreon account, WTF Extra. Thank you so much for uh, pledging. And on Instagram, um, we've actually asked our followers on their favorite moments or their favorite WTF moments on the 90 Day Fiance uh, the other way, as well as happily ever after. So I just want to read out some of some of what our listeners or our followers have uh, contributed a dove of snap said that her favorite moment on the other way was armando and kenneth scene in front of jesus statue we're gonna talk about that right yes we will that's also my favorite really really good and because that's also my favorite scene that that was what i posted uh during the show and kenneth actually replied yeah 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 posted it. Yeah, Armando reposted it too. So thank you, Kenneth and Armando. 90 Days Really, which is a really uh, fun uh, meme IG account. I was going to shout them out too. Yeah. Yeah, 90 Days Really is awesome. They said that uh, their favorite scene is Michael's mom eating pizza. Because pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I thought everyone's favorite scene was when Angela was throwing up in the goat market. Oh my God. <laughs> when she had to spit it out of the car door. Oh God. That, but was that really puke or just Coke? Oh. I think it was a combination of both. Yeah. We'll get to that shortly. But Nita Muhaber, uh, who goes by Nita Mo on IG, said her WTF moment on Happily Ever After was when Asuelu's mom asked him for $1,000. Yeah, jaw dropper there. That was some bullshit, yep. 
Ouch. Yeah, let's we'll we'll definitely discuss that because you know she's not the only one who quoted that scene. Our other listener, Fani Burnett, also told us that we should discuss Asuelu and Kalani, and she also thinks that Debbie is out of line when she asks him to leave the dinner party and accompany her back to the hotel. Definitely, we will definitely get into the weeds of that. And then, sixty-seven percent of you think we should cover Darcy and Stacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yo. Oh, I'm Team Darcy, y'all. Team oh, Darcy. <laughs> uh oh, what if this show has us pick between Team Darcy or Team Stacy? And there is no Team Silva after this because mm-hmm. they do tend to get pretty catty. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. Yeah. But it's all for TV. I mean, they'll still be sisters. They'll still be, yeah. And as a twin, 100%. that's a that's a that's a that's a bond. That's yeah. Anyways. Yep. Lon speaking yeah. uh, from experience because on behalf of all the twins. twins around the world. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely a bond where I can be. I can tell my twin brother, "Hey, this is gonna be for TV. I'm gonna fuck with you though." So like, <laughs> yeah, and we're we're still gonna be brothers. We're still gonna love each other at the end of the day. So I get it. I get it. And with that said, I'm I'm actually uh, pretty excited uh, about this y'all saw yeah. the trailer right uh, it was hella yes. drama <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right cool let's start with happily ever after mm-hmm. um what do you guys think about andre and elizabeth and the ball busting questions from andre's brother-in-law who kind of interrogated him about his past life in ireland and what he did in moldova I thought Libby's uh, brother and dad were actually being pretty rude. Um, I thought when they landed um, in Moldova or at Kishinau or however you, you pronounce it, they were you, already you being, pronounce it right. Yeah, Kishinau. they were already being like um, very provoking. You know, they they dug into him right from the bat. They started complaining about their flight and started complaining about how. Moldova wasn't Tampa or whatever. I forget what he said. Or, oh, we landed and the weather sucks and everything sucks and we lost our baggage. Like, they, they were already um, in, a, in a terrible mood to begin with. And then when they started, you know, prodding Andre during the drive and stuff, it, it seemed to me like they were intentionally trying to push his buttons. Um, so I'd be, I mean, I'd be pissed off too. I get it. Like, Andre isn't, he's not the best guy out there, right? But like, I think, you know, when um, they kind of started making, it almost seemed like they were making fun of his career choice. And then it got worse during dinner when they started asking him how much he got paid. And I get it. There's certain things that, that they probably want to know. But I just think when you put somebody on the spot like that, especially at, during dinner time and in front of their family, I don't know if that's, you know, if that's appropriate. Maybe they're doing it for TV. And yeah, I'll admit, I think Andre is a lazy guy and I'm glad that he got called out by his friends, you know, by as his well own as, brother. Yeah, by his own brother and by Libby. I, I think he deserved some of that, right? Definitely taking advantage of the situation and he tried to turn it around and say, oh, well, Libby, you wanted me to be like this. And I think he deserves some of the flack, but I also think her brother and her father were, they're just being um, rude to put it plainly. I totally agree, Lon, that um, Libby's dad and brother were being kind of rude, but 
at the same time, Andre's kind of a dick, and yeah, that might have been their only window to get some information on this guy. I mean, the new information that kind of came across, like, has raised some red flags. I mean, they already hated the guy, right? Mm. They already think the guy's not good enough for Libby. So it's like, okay, now now let's try to figure out why this dude who's, like, formerly a Moldovian cop in Ireland, away from detective. his family. Detective. detective. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he just he, he looks hella grimy and greasy, and now he just comes across shady. And every time the questions are asked, you know, he dodges it or he speaks on behalf of his family. And then, and then it like, you know, gets a little bit more awkward, right? The conversation. He's definitely and, defensive. Do you think he's like hiding defensive. something about it? That, seems or? Like it. Yeah. And that, and that's the, that's what the point I was trying to get to. I think this guy is hiding something and it's like, just to kind of take attention away from all that, he's getting, all aggressive with his brother-in-law and then right. we, we saw the trailer where they stand up to like beat each other's ass mm. and of course if you're going to beat each other's ass you're not going to talk about andre's history or why he went from moldova which is one random country to ireland which is just kind of random because of where andre is originally from like i would never guess that you know he'd end up there uh, but there's definitely some information we just don't know about this guy, and he's just coming across super shady. Even Libby was surprised. Yeah. Like this is even new information to Lip. So um, I think that that's going to be a little bit of int- a little interesting to kind of see this unfold. And yeah, uh, I-, I like Andre's family. I hate him though. So I think I think I've been pretty consistent with my feelings about him. It was weird to me why he wouldn't stick with the story that he told Libby. Like, if he told Libby, oh, I went there for another job, like, why didn't he just say that to uh, her family? And at least his story would be straight and it would be consistent, you mm-hmm. know, but he started being all weird and stuff. And that's what kind of set the alarms off in Libby's head was like, oh, he he told me he went there because his friend, you know, told him, oh, I have a job for you out here. Come out here. And that was it. And that was good enough for her. So, like, for him to start acting all weird and defensive and stuff instead of just saying oh yeah you know i have a friend he was out there and um he 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 let me know that he had a job out there for me and i just wanted yeah, to it change, was his cousin know? his cousin it, right yeah right, and right. he worked as a bouncer in yeah England. at least he, he at least his story would have been consistent the whole way through so that was kind of weird for me too like dude just you already told libby one thing you know just keep your keep your shit straight right like, yeah yeah just keep going for it but i don't know what what about when Andre thinks that Libby is being unstable and hormonal and like I think he even called her dumb if I'm yeah. not wrong. That's and then she yeah, and she puts him in his place when he when she said like, Well, it was your idea to get married the second time. Like I don't need <laughs> to get married. Yeah. Yeah. That's just <laughs> more chauvinism and misogyny coming from an alpha male. That's all I attributed to that, right? I'm not trying to minimize it or downplay it. I just, he's showed, he's showed us that the last two episodes, I think maybe three. So like that to me, is just a continuation of that. Yeah. It seems like he's definitely an insecure person and that's why he's always talking down to his significant other. I feel bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. 
But um, yeah, his, his friend though, like, so I don't know. It's one of those things where he, he comes off as this, as if this is the culture, as if this is how mm-hmm. Moldovan men are. But then, you know, he gets called out for it. Like, no, that's actually not. You should you should be taking up more responsibilities. We're surprised. So it was good. It was good to see him get called out. Right? And we actually get to see that. Dude, it's not just us, man. You're you're fucking lazy, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> you keep putting, you keep ask, acting like this is these are like gender roles or whatever in, in your culture, and they're not, right? You're not living up gender role or not. You're not living up to what a man is supposed to be like. So, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I do think that Libby's family was being uber American when they, the first thing they asked was, "Is there a Walmart?" In Moldova, (laughs) and does Amazon deliver in Moldova? And I'm like, come on, guys, you're not in Florida. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. So let's move on to, uh, ay ay ay, Jez, Colt, and Debbie. Colty, Colty, and (laughs) Eriki, and now his friend. All right. Where do we want to begin with this? (laughs) Um, I think. I think Debbie is just overprotective. Uh, again, I think I'm not the only one. I think that's mentioned this. I've seen some in the comments too that she's borderline incestuous sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, um, you know, it, it. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, with the way Jess acted, um, completely disrespectful. Um, I want to give her another chance, but if anything like that ever happened, IRL to my family, she'd be canceled. Without a mm-hmm. doubt. If, if I was seeing somebody and she said, what, what, what did she say last night? This son of a bitch. Fuck you, and son fuck of you. a bitch. Yeah. To my mom. To, yeah. It would be done. I don't Same. care if I'd already dropped the L bomb. I draw the if line I there. If I loved you with all my heart and I thought there was a future and I thought we saw kids together and two seconds ago I was saying, yo, you know, she might be, you know, the one for me. Like, boom, once that came out, done done mm-hmm. there, there's mm-hmm. no turning back she crossed the line dude what about the fact that the father kind of tolerated that 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 just shows bad parenting on his part yeah you know and yeah. and then he went and then he went to say like he found debbie bossy and i'm like didn't you did you not hear your daughter calling your guest son of a bitch and fuck you i'm pretty sure fuck you is known in any language so even if he doesn't speak english pretty sure he knows what fuck you means i um i chalked that up to okay so so okay you know how they were on the beach and he was like well you're a daddy's girl right and she was kind of saying you know when she called him a baby man i think she really was trying to say you're a mama's boy right like Mm -hmm. i attribute him not saying anything to that kind of relationship debbie is going to have colt's back 100%. He's going to have his daughter's back, especially when it's guests coming to sit at my dinner or his dinner table and are making my daughter feel some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's the way I kind of saw that. Well, I'm going to have her fucking back. And if she wants to, you know, if if she's happy and um, you know, this guy's probably a loser, but she's happy. He makes her happy. I'm not going to have you come to my table and disrespect her. You know, so. Dude, but rude is rude, man. Rude is rude. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, <laughs> she'd have been canceled. Helps. She'd have been canceled had it been, you know, someone. Had it been um, in, in in my family, that would have been it. That would have been 
okay, well, we're going to try to get through this dinner. Ha ha ha. He, he smiles, cheers. Let's get drunk. The next day I'm having that phone call. Like, yo, it's done. Uh, <laughs> what that I, I said also, though. Yeah. I also oh, go, go, there's, go, go, go. there's been like a lot of editing done, you know, mm. there's like a lot of alcohol flowing. Right. So it I, escalated I also, rather quickly, right? Yeah. It was, seemed like two quickly. minutes. <laughs> exactly. And then like Debbie, like she was also like poking the bear, I think. I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't want to like dismiss her behavior either, right? Yeah, she just dropped the F-bomb on her. That's wrong. But I also feel like Debbie was almost asking for it with those questions. You know what I mean? I mean, she just sat there, like, totally just, like, obviously not happy, you know? And she just kept asking these very provocative questions. And, and she invited over there. herself there in the first place. Yeah. She wasn't even supposed to be there, mm-hmm. you know? Like, who, who are you? You know? Like, why are you even here? Like, the fact yeah. that she said that she's going to do everything in her power to break them up is, like, really? Did like, she say really? that at the table? No, she said that kind of like, you know, like on the, those monologues they do behind the cameras with the oh, producers. Okay, the one-on-one interview. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. She'll do anything um, to sabotage their relationship. I think that was the word. Yeah. And she was definitely overacting when she, I'm not going to be okay. I can't believe you <laughs> sent me in a taxi. Dude, the producers, the cameramen, that cab she was going in wasn't even a cab. It was like the show's like van. Yeah, you're gonna be private, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's right. definitely a private. Vehicle. You're all right. Like, stop it, dude. <laughs> I, I, I think someone, one of our, one of our listeners actually asked me about that, and I told her that I can understand why she was being paranoid because you know, for someone who's who hasn't been out of the country, and knowing that how unsafe Brazil can be, like I can understand why she was being apprehensive about going home or going back to the hotel alone. So I, I can give her that. And also, I think, yeah, maybe part of it is because she definitely wants Colt to get out of there, right? Because she, she doesn't approve of this relationship. But yeah. I, I, I believe, I, I tend to lean toward the second thing that you said, the latter, right? That she wanted Colt out of there. Yeah. She wanted Colt to be with her. Like, it was, yep. that was that, um, that was, there was kind of like a Cold War going on there. And with him staying, Jess won that one. That one was just one, Debbie zero, right? Like, oh, you know? Yeah, but he was also trying to get laid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure, when is he not? I know. And I'm sure, like, the vibe must have, like, changed, like, so, like, so positively once Debbie left. Oh, yeah, totally. We didn't get to see that. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been, I I wish I could have, like, seen some of that, right? Because Mm. I'm sure there's a lot of fun things happening. And I feel like with Debbie there, it was just like, really, woman? Really? Come on. Like, just leave the guy alone, you know? What What y'all think about the uh, the beach scene? Oh, I oh, got a suit I'm trying to forget right it. <laughs> I'm trying to forget it. Yeah. I, I do want to say that, you know, I see why people say that Debbie was being overprotective. And I agree. Like, she should, she should treat Colt as an adult that he is. And he shouldn't meddle with his relationship. Mm-hmm. However, I can see why she's also concerned because if you, if you start seeing a pattern with your son that like you kind of want to, you know, kind of interject, right? Mm-hmm. So she's had this experience right. with, uh, you know, her and Larissa. And I guess, you know, in her mind, she's like, you know, obviously had this preconceived notion about Brazilians, right? And, and Jess wasn't, and 
Jess, I mean, I'm no fan of Jess, you know, and I've already mentioned this in the last week's episode. It's hard to like her. She was disrespectful from the get-go. All she wanted to talk about is, you know, having privacy and, you know, banging. And then it didn't help that when Debbie first met her dad, you know, like, I guess it's, it's their culture to do those multiple, you know, face kissing. But he was, like, grabbing her face and, like, literally, like, shoving, like, you know, his face to her and I thought that was an invasion of privacy now to me I mean I, I can take it for stripe but I can see how as an American like Debbie would feel like yo this is an invasion of my privacy like I don't need but do hands. you think that do you think that she minded at all I she, she said she wasn't it. a fan yeah she said she wasn't a fan yeah. of the dad she played along with it on camera and then off cam well not off camera on camera but in private during the interview session she was like Oh, I don't, I'm not really a fan of the, uh, yeah. the dad guy. Yeah, she she slid it in there and it was quick. Yeah. Um, but, you know, while they were filming and her dad, like, grabbed her head, she's like, oh, what is this? You know, yeah. and she kind of went in, and but, like, she just, she voiced her opinion. And again, it could be clever editing. Maybe she did that after dinner was over and they just spliced it into that moment. But yeah, she said she didn't like him. Yeah. yeah. And just, like, how... You know, Lon, you said that it was really impolite for um, Elizabeth's family to question Andre, like, you know, over dinner about his career choice, right, or about his past life. I think that for Jess's dad to ask all this type of questions, like, you know, stuff that puts him on the spot, mm. was also kind of, you know, it's not exactly the kind of questions like I would ask my guests when I first meet them like I would if I'm the dad I would pull him aside like after dinner after they've enjoyed the food right I would pull pull him aside and say hey there's a better way to go there's a better way of going about it but But why not like why not put this douchebag like uh, in the hot seat you know like why not and here's the thing here's the thing listen put yourself put yourself in her in his shoes if this dude and his random mom are at your dinner table with your gorgeous daughter, and he just looks like a fucking creep. Why not put him <laughs> in the hot seat? You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I like her. Dad. I get it. And, and here's the thing, too. The dad and Debbie were both making valid points about... So the dad was asking fair questions. Yeah, right? like, fair oh, questions. You were... Like, you really... You literally just divorced six months, and you're ready for marriage again. And so then Debbie what, had oh, Debbie had valid yeah. points too. Like Debbie was. Why like, can Debbie ask those questions too? Yeah, and De- they did. Debbie, Debbie even said it in the most as inappropriate way. as it seemed. Like yeah. in my head, I was like, "Well, no, not they both <laughs> are making pretty valid points here." Also, like again, full disclosure, you guys. Like I'm not a fan of any of them, but yeah. I'm just trying to look at this in the most objective way. Of course, like, yes. It's just <laughs> yes. like they're all wrong, right? And but it's just like. Ugh. It's just tough. To There's like. some, they were making valid like points though. I think, yeah, especially when it came to Debbie, because I, I really don't like her, but again, being objective, right? I'm like that. Okay. Fair question. I had to give it to, her. I'm like, fair question, fair question. Right. And, and there yeah. are times when I think she is comparing just to Larissa, but then there are other things where like, Cole, she's dude. not though. She compared their relationship, but just took it out of context. And again, I blame the lack of understanding, uh, you know, of English, right? Because, you know, Debbie was saying something about, you know, talking about the relationship with Colt and Larissa, but did not compare Jess to Larissa. There, there's a difference there. You hmm. talk, Debbie's referring to the marriage. 
Jess thinks that Debbie is comparing her to Larissa. It's not. She's just referencing the the the, the relationship to relationship. The relationship. Not yeah, like how the marriage went, how short it was, how mm. abrupt things were. And then Jess took that and like ran with it and think that, oh yeah, you know, Debbie's always comparing me to Larissa just because we're Brazilians. It's like, no, bitch, like get no, over she, that. No, but see, I, I disagree, Nadia. I think that that's all Debbie is doing in her head. Okay, Debbie is maybe, like, yeah, maybe. Debbie is an American who lo- enjoys her Walmarts. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, came yeah. If I still had a Twitter, I would tweet that one out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what do you see with Americans and Walmart? No, but you know what I mean? Like, she is just like you're, you're just like a very sheltered American woman who lives in Las Vegas with her cats and Colty <laughs> and then had, had this freaking like roller coaster of a, of a relationship with Larissa. And and in her head, everyone from Brazil is like Larissa, okay? So now Jess is already in the red with Debbie because of all of her, you know, preconceived biases towards Brazilian women. Mm. Like, like she's, she's already a hard no for Debbie just based off of her experience with Larissa. So whether she's saying it or not, I think she's 100% comparing Larissa to Jess. And, you know, she takes these little jabs at her anytime she can, the green card and you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see how that went through. I definitely can see like, you know, her, un, I guess her biasness definitely was peppered into the conversations. It's just that when she said it out loud, like it, that's not how I took it, right? That's like, she was just saying like, look, this marriage failed. You know, she's not saying like, Larissa is not as pretty as you or something like that. But I can see how Debbie, no, sorry, how getting confused because of this love triangle but how Jess being all like intoxicated and all that like how she took that the wrong way but again like that doesn't warrant like the finger pointing and the you know all those other like rude gestures that she did towards Debbie that was very aggressive mm. and I don't know why she was like no one told her Definitely to pipe down the line. I guess yeah, everyone's yeah, probably yeah. like either drunk or like they just went. They just went along with it because they knew they were being filmed. So and and there's a lot of editing happening also. So who knows yeah, what really happened and too. how they kind of pieced it together for us to see. You know, they're they're all about TLC is all about the drama. So I don't know. I, I I just feel like I still from this this you know love triangle. I'm still kind of team Jess out of all this. Just again, you know, in a default situation because I cannot stand Colt and Debbie. So um, I'm definitely interested to see what the next episode is going to bring us with these three. I'm, I'm with you there, Miriam, which kind of leads me to this point. Are y'all up to date on the socials? Yeah, just... I was going to I was going to say yes. there was a picture of Colt and Vanessa and oh, Debbie with yeah, a, with yeah, 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 with a public figure Nick Hogan or something. I'm not yeah, sure who that is. And Debbie wrote this like poem yeah. if you can call it that. And there was I'm once just, upon like, a time a red-headed some beat Yeah, I'm like what WTF, right? That's definitely WTF. Yeah, so... She's like so immature for that post. I don't know. And listeners, sorry for the spoiler. If if you guys aren't up on the socials, it was revealed by Jess um, and and by other uh, um, accounts. I learned it really great IG account, Totes the Memes. Shout out. This is the second time I shout out Totes the Memes. But they they posted um, a post from Jess 
with photos of Colty with that Vanessa chick. And obviously this is already on the show and I think we get a taste in the previews. So they're probably going to expose it anyway. So I don't consider it much of a spoiler because I think in the trailers, you know, you see Jess throwing a fit and yelling at Colt. And, and I didn't even know this. His handle is Savage Colt. Like, Ew. Yeah, Ew. Sa- like, Savage Colty. You're a sav like come on bro like anyway that's just that's another discussion uh, but anyways yeah so he's with Vanessa so again this this takes me back to when I said I want to give Jess another chance right because and, and don't get me wrong um I think she was out of line with the way she treated his mom respect wise on her respect level at the same time though you know the the way stories go and the way things pan out right i do think in the end uh, she was victimized i guess and and colt's a cheater and colt's a shitty person so like when it comes down to it um i think she was the she's definitely the better of two um in this or the better of the three in the way this little love triangle goes with colt and his mom and his girlfriend so like anyway yeah, and that's something we can explore further. Did you guys also see what Larissa posted? Which yes. makes me think that all you know, all this was um, there's like some legitimacy behind it. Yes. So she posted something along the lines of referring to Jess but not really naming her and saying, Oh, they tried to like pit us against each other, but we're mm-hmm. we're gonna support each other. Um, you know, like, it was like I got your the back. The best thing that thing. came out of this was by our yeah. friendship. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that was so cool sure. and I liked yeah. it. And it made me see, it made me see Larissa in a different light too. Like Larissa's slowly winning me over. Right. And then when I saw that post, dude, like these are, I'm over here judging people. I'm guilty of it. Fuck. Because the way you portray yourself on TV, if that's all I'm going to see, I'm going to obviously make my judgments on that. And like Colt's pretty good at doing the furrowed eyebrows. He's like, he's one of those guys that like films, okay right he's on camera as a nice person right um whereas larissa when she's in character she's not but in real life like it's so far removed from who they are on camera and like that made that was one of the things that made me see larissa and jess in a completely different light and colt especially in 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 a different light but my like my likeness for colt has already been going downhill since like the beginning of this season so Anyway, but you know what, savage though is uh, Colt's B cup boobs. <laughs> oh my god, that left boob—that's all I could look at. Uh, yeah, that's kind of saggy. And also, did you guys notice that Colt was holding her wrist while they were walking down the beach? Like that was kind of <laughs> I, I weird. I not to me. see that, but I'm not surprised because I, I, I guess I wasn't—I didn't want to look anywhere except I just want to look anywhere else except you know, whatever that we were. <laughs> being forced to look at so i thought it was funny how defensive he got i thought that was pretty funny when he was like don't call me that <laughs> i'm not a baby i was oh, yeah, married baby. once yeah <laughs> i was married once i pay my own bills i do my own things <laughs> i'm like dude that was funny as hell offended dude what did he call her oh he just said you're a you're a daddy daddy's girl daddy's little girl or whatever yeah yeah 
and she didn't take it. I didn't think she'd take any offense to that whatsoever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Shall we move on to Larissa and Little Kitten, Eric? No, Little Kitten. <laughs> so I think we touched up on some of this earlier, right? Like um, before this episode, I didn't really know too much, but I think y'all talked about it and y'all informed me about um, the revenge uh, porn. Do you guys remember that conversation? Yep. So yep, then, yep, like, yep. last night, we saw that I guess they were exchanging sexual notes, which I think, I don't know, do girls do that? No, he, it's not It's not the girls, I think. Well, girls do I, that, yes. Yeah, girls, girls do, do that, that right? <laughs> but I think what, what Eric yeah. did was he kind of threw her under the bus with his family and, like, and with this girl, Natalie, who is pretty much a stranger, right? Someone who just met Eric and... That was just uncool, man. I mean, that he's such cool. a snake. That wasn't cool. And then to get back with her, which is an awkward situation already, right? Um, so before this even happened, I thought that was an extreme reaction. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe girls are like that. If I didn't like a person that my homeboy was dating, I wouldn't be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, move out. <laughs> I need you out by tomorrow. Like, I think that, I thought that was an overreaction. Maybe it was for the show. Maybe girls are a little more sensitive. I thought that was just an overreaction, though. And then they get back together, which happened before her moving back in. And then they have these weird boundaries, like, oh, we're going to be in separate rooms and stuff. So, but which I understand. If it was a toxic relationship and they're trying to take it slow, this is something new to me. But I get it. What, you know, I mean, I had to take a step back and go, okay, well, maybe they were in just a shitty relationship. They want to take things slow. You have your thing. I have my thing. It's kind of like, you know, I have when I was living not under the same roof with my girlfriend, right? Like, I guess, right? There's that. You still get your privacy and stuff. And you still get to see each other. But I just thought that was kind of still a weird, um, a weird living situation. So anyways, I am curious, though, to see where uh, where this goes now that she knows that Eriki has been talking shit. Right? So not only has Eriki been talking shit, but he's uh, he also went to Colt and Debbie's house and, right. you know, talked shit about Larissa with Colt, which was, like, honestly, like, totally, like, crossing the line. Mm. Her friend Carmen's reaction as far as kicking her out, like, I was curious to know what else Eric had done to Larissa to make Carmen so upset because I actually do have a couple of friends who are just in this constant toxic relationship. And one of my friends, like, I just, I can't deal with it anymore. Like, I just, I don't want to hear it. You know, I've had that conversation with her like a hundred times and like the hundred and first conversation about the same toxic dude that is still effing her over. Like I'm, I was so done with her at one point. Mm. So I could, I could put myself in Carmen's shoes and kind of, see why she she was just kind of like i'm gonna wash my hands of you and this guy because i already know it's gonna end up in a really bad place yeah so i can see that happen i thought it was a little bit extreme and a little bit sudden but it's all also like for the cameras i figured you know what i mean Mm. and then etiki like you know his house was not all that like i don't mean to talk shit or anything but (laughs) it just looked like a freaking like bachelor pad the roommate came across super creepy 
and Larissa came across like just super like just not registering how creepy he was like, like she that. was it was so awkward that whole interaction. I'm a gamer though so like I thought that was a cool exchange <laughs> but he but he just came across super just so weird you know like if I was Larissa I'd make sure my door was locked every night yeah he had I'd a fishing hat and he's you not fishing mean, you're weird. like what are you doing bro um, is um is Eric really a poker player because is is that what his profession is Oh, I don't know what he oh, does. I don't know. Like, how does he earn he his does. money? Why does he need a housemate? Like, is he really broke or? Or maybe he's just smart. Maybe he's, you know, having someone else live with him and, you know, pay his pay mortgage his off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're right. According you're right. to Larissa, he's cheapy. Right? Cheapy. <laughs> so, let it flow. He's, let the money flow. Tie with the money. So. Is so there funny. even money to flow? Anyway. That's the thing. That's what makes me go, well, what is you doing other yeah. than talking shit about Larissa do you guys believe yeah. that she uh that Larissa plays Bloodborne the yeah. game I think so that's that's a weirdly that's like, a deep game that's I mean, I've yeah tried it. that's a gamer's game yeah that's a very gamery type game so I wasn't imp- I was low-key impressed man my eyebrow went up like oh Bloodborne yeah she's like you get to build your character and i was like oh okay like (laughs) that's what you like about it but still it was still uh, i was still impressed um with her with her game choice as you know as a gamer myself so yeah i want to give her credit and that that, again made me see her in a different light she might be she might be somebody i'm cool with irl right maybe she's on twitch yeah right exactly i I, I think that games and shit like I think that Larissa has been painted out to be a certain t- a certain way by TLC, and then I also feel like in Larissa's head she has this like vision of what she's supposed to be like this like sexy you know bombshell mm-hmm. in America with her lip fillers and her new titties and her nose job like whatever all that is, but she said it at the at the end of the day she's just like a nerd on the inside and right. I think a lot of women can relate to that because you have all these pressures to look like a blow up doll. And then that's what everyone assumes. Like, you're just like, you know, right. that's, that's all you're about. And then they dismiss everything else that you're actually about. So she kind of said I, that's, that's what attracted her to cult too, right? was like, oh, well, he's kind of nerdy and kind of. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always been Tim Larissa since the first episode. I kind of saw through Colt <clears throat> and Debbie's bullshit. So I've always been Tim Larissa. I'm super supportive of her. And I just, I feel like we're going to see more of of who she is as a person unfold in this season, like a couple more layers deep versus this whole, like I used to spend $20,000 on Botox. So I wonder if we can get her on the, on on our podcast. That would be great. Just to ask her and just be like, all right, just, just, just talk all the shit you want. Spill the tea. We're here for it. You know, (laughs) and just have her go uh, and just unload. Yeah, Mary. Maybe you can uh, talk to her. Yeah, yeah. And then, I'm and we can down for that. We can put that on our Patreon. <laughs> yes. If, yeah. If, let's do it. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Let's. Uh, that's a great idea, guys. Um, that's awesome. But what do you guys think about Paul's uh, window covering? You know, using two pillows. I thought that was that park was pool. interesting. I mean, you got, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I yeah. think we've all been there. Are we glad that Karini likes what Paul has put together for her in terms of a home for her and Pierre? They look nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he prepped her, definitely. Right? <laughs> you, you show the shitty stuff 
and then you're like ta-da and of course like if you're expecting like you know if you're expecting what you walk into on that previous episode and then he's like oh but here's the actual place you know it, it was definitely a step and it was nice i think yeah, um, i thought it was cozy the furniture was, was, was what made it i think when i saw the bed i was like damn like how much y'all spent on that bed that was a nice bed um are you sure it's not from Goodwill? <laughs> it looked really nice. It, it might nice. be a secondhand bed, which kind of skews me out a little bit. It's all good, <laughs> As though. long as the mattress is fresh, though. Yeah. 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 Gotta be as, the, the mattress. As long as that's mattress cover or like some sort of bed sheet. <laughs> um, he did all right. You know, he did all right. He, he did all right. He didn't, he didn't like drop the, the window AC. So good on him. No. Those things are heavy, dude. I, yeah. I used to have one. When I was in Seattle, uh, the house I was in didn't have. It was one of those because Seattle's not usually hot. Like, I guess they don't build ACs in their homes. So I got one and I tried to put one in and it is super heavy. So when I saw him carrying it and lifting it and trying to install it, I related to that. I was like, dude, yeah, that's fucking heavy. Anyway. Anything else you guys want to say about Karini and Paul? It was a happy episode mm, for them. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm happy they're settling happy into their new happy. place. Yeah. It's cute, much better than the other shitholes that they kind of toured. So yeah. it's it's a, it's gonna be a good beginning for them. Yeah. We got to yeah. see them getting along, I think. There was no like major argument or major like um dramatic friction or anything. And I think they I think there was a point where they laughed together and it was just kind of good to see them getting along right yeah so what about that Asuelu and Kalani video call with Asuelu's mom what about what about that sister making like the 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 Mickey Rain oh my god I was like bitch I would have hung up the phone that was rude that was just I was just like fuck you in my head you know what I mean like you have no idea what they're going through like your brother is a freaking loser yeah, your you know brother I mean? gives out free yogurt. How is he going to make it rain? Yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, sh- they settled on 500 and not 1,000, I still thought was generous, you know? And I get it. Yeah, it's the a culture, lot. but it's also the culture for, like, the man to work and support her, you know, his wife and his children and put a roof over their head. But he's over here mooching off of her and her parents and and not contributing like in any uh, way to the family. And then he's over here taking their money to give to his mom and his sister. I don't know. I thought that was some bullshit. I no. thought the fact that they asked it was some bullshit. The fact that he even had a mother was like my first shock. I mean, let's just start <laughs> there. Let's just back up for a second. So well, what happened to their family? Like, I'm guessing his dad is in Samoa, but he divorced the mom? Or why is the mom in, in Washington? I didn't catch that I part. Don't know. So I, don't I think know. I think that's exactly it. I think, so the sister's a half-sister. Right. Oh, that's and right. Then, he just said yeah, right, right, and the right. mom, the mom's his mom, and then his dad is in, is in Samoa, so they're like you know a blended. They have family. different fathers, right? Correct. Yeah. So right. Right. They share the mom. Sister. Exactly. Right, right, right. So there's there's yeah. So I was like surprised, honestly. Like, why are we seeing this like ten episodes in? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's like so homesick and he wants to spend all this money and go to Samoa, like. Dude, you can just drive to go see your mama and your sister, you know, and probably save a bunch of money because it's much cheaper to travel to Washington than it is to Samoa. 
so that was like my first shock and then the whole money thing was like it just it took me over the edge the money thing also doesn't make sense in that as immigrants i think we all can relate to this that there is that culture of sending money yeah uh the american dollar which is valued a lot more in um in, in foreign countries right even if it's not like foreign country, like there's that Asian filial piece filial. again. Yeah. Like, right. Where like you kind of expect your children to send you money. See, um, I always thought it was so, so, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to go look it up. I always thought it was us sending money back. Right? Yeah. For me as an Asian, like, I mean, my parents sort of have that expectation of me sending them money, right? Because obviously the U.S. currency is strong. But even if they're in the same country as me, they would kind of still expect me to give them money because it's an Asian thing to do. Uh, so I have so, like nothing I don't against send that money part. to my I don't send money to my parents. Yeah, because <laughs> and you, guys in are, America, you guys are so. more you guys are more westernized, right? But in Asia, this is a very common thing. And I know I've spoken about this to you guys, you know, like you guys find it hard to grasp that concept of like Asian kids giving their parents money. Because I have cousins who still give a chunk of their salary to their parents and their parents are doing fine they're not sick or anything they just give their money to their parents so so i have no issues with children helping their parents okay let's just start there right right right, right. i want to yeah. make that clear too yeah yeah yeah. Asian culture, Good place to start. I, yeah Asian culture i totally get it i'm the same way um nadia in your situation you are a very successful woman right you have a great job um you're like a boss so you know, Aww, you're thanks, able Mary. to, yeah, you're welcome. I Love wish you are. So you're, so you're able to put a roof over your head. Um, if you had kids, you could probably support them fine. And then if you send your parents any money, it is because you, you can't financially support that. But she I, can I do this. She can make it rain, y'all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can't see long, but he's doing the whole hand on hand motion. <laughs> But I kind of feel with Ansuelo and his mom and his sister's situation is like he can't even afford the shirt on his own fucking back. Right. He has two kids. Like you gotta feed your kids. Like, like I I think as a, as a person at that you know at some point if you're in in a financial situation like that which I feel like everyone has been in some point in their life you have to kind of reprioritize you know like your budget. So am I gonna spend a thousand dollars to give it to my mom? Um, you know, someone who I have barely kept in touch with, someone who, I mean, I couldn't really see her home, but she had a roof over her head. I shouldn't seem like she was living in a gutter or shouldn't seem like she was living in this blended household the way Ansuelo is, right? To save money. Like he's living with his mother-in-law and his father-in-law to kind of chip and to budget and to be able to survive. Like, like put food on you, you know, on your kid's mouth, put food in your wife's mouth, put food in your own mouth, put food in your in-laws mouth that have been supporting you and then go to your mom. Or you know right. what, like, like they yeah. have to kind of move down a couple of tiers. When and they I, were saying, you, know, you got to take care of your family. I'm that's like, a yeah. Jab. <laughs> he, that's the thing though, like, his family, like it's he has a wife yeah, and a and kid. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. In my head, I was like, but don't you see that that's where his money's going to, right? Like, he is doing that. Just not, it's just that the money flow is not, going to where you know to to y'all right 
And a, a G is pretty steep, man. Even for somebody that's a lot of money, dude. successful, that's a yeah, lot. That's a Cash. lot of money. Even you know, like, 500 is a lot. Like 500 I, is know, still a lot. Like I would have gone to the Walmart, okay, as these people <laughs> always reference, and I would have gone like a perfume set for like twenty five ninety nine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I would have wrapped it up and been like, here you go. Enjoy yeah. this body wash yeah, or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Yeah. What about when she said like, oh, I'm lazy in America and all I do is sleep, eat, and get and ready to die. die. Like, why don't you <laughs> make your own G? Like, come on. I think all What's women that? I think all women at that age are just miserable like that. I mean, I think a majority <laughs> of them. And I think it has to do with like menopause and hormones, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. It, that was kind of sad. That was kind of sad, but I still didn't think that she needs a thousand dollars, you know, and that just shows to me how, how far she is from Ansuelo and how disconnected she is from Ansuelo and his life. Because if a mother saw their child struggling, if a mother knew how much Ansuelo was struggling with two kids back to back, right? Like those are some little kids and they're like right one after another, Like, like she had them one on top of each other. You would never fucking open your mouth and be like, okay. On top of everything you're experiencing now, you know, make it rain. Uh-uh. Bye, there was no, There was no context to that number. Yeah. She didn't under, fully understand Why what 1,000? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. But I also think that Asuelu's mom probably think that Kalani and her family is doing well. And that's oh. why she's like throwing this number like, oh, you can afford to give me $1,000, right? And without even considering the fact that Kalani is not, I think she's not working. You know, she's taking care of the two kids and, you know, Asuelo is giving out yogurt. Right. And that brings me to my, so that was the original point I was trying to make earlier when I was like, I get it when we send money um, overseas versus when we're in the States, right? She should have a, a better understanding of how the American dollar is since she's in Washington. She's not overseas. I tend to uh, believe only because, you know, I, I, I see it from, uh, from relatives. No, you know, no shade whatsoever. If any of my relatives Uh-oh. from the Philippines are listening to this, but I, I tend to think that there's this misconception that we out here balling in America. You know what I mean? Word when man. you're, yeah. yeah when you're true. overseas in Asia, you know, I've, I've had, maybe relatives ask for like the latest and greatest in tech or the latest and greatest in shoes and sneakers and stuff. No name calling out here, y'all. You know, I love y'all. I'm a tech guy. I'm a sneaker guy. I get it. You know, I I even told y'all about it. I was like, yo, it's not that cheap. You know, it's not super, super cheap and I am balling. But like, I think there's this maybe misconception and, and perhaps it is my own fault that when I post to Facebook or post to Instagram, I post, um, materialism and I post when I'm out having a great time um, that when I am living out here in America that I'm balling that I'm actually making it rain out here when I'm really not right <laughs> like so I think too when we have relatives that that maybe not expect money or ask for money but if we do send whatever we have that there's this idea that we can give more than what is uh, yeah. capable that we can give more than what we actually, you know, make it yeah. out here. I hear you. you know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, when I thought about it, I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe she's just like, she thinks he's balling out here, like out of exactly. control, you know? 
and then I was like, wait, she's in Washington. <laughs> so it made me go, wait. Exactly. That's a lot like, to ask, on. man. A G? That's like, that's like <laughs> money from, from like within America to, to America. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and I totally feel you, Lon. I mean, I'm originally from Afghanistan, so I've never been back, but my parents at one point were going back and forth. And they were pretty much taking like their life savings with them each and every time. And it hella annoyed me. It's like my mom was telling me like they'll they ask for money, they ask for like the gifts, and then they go take the money, they buy like gold bracelets and gold rings and stuff with it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I used to think that I was like super, super insensitive. And and my mom and my dad eventually kind of stopped because they just kind of understood they're being used, which I think so in some cases it's like that. I think in some cases people actually do need money, which mm-hmm. is is fine. Also, like I don't want to completely just dismiss that. Right. Um. Right. But one thing I remember talking to my mom about is like, no matter how much you give, like those people that are always asking for money, like they they're never gonna say enough. Like, okay, you've given me enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they just think like you're like a water faucet, and you know you're on, and it's just gonna keep coming your way. And so because of that, you know, you need to cut it off, you know? Um, and so that, that's, I don't know, that's just kind of like my opinion on the whole foreign money thing. Like, like my family at one point, yeah, they needed the money. They're living in war. But, you know, now, I mean, how many gold bracelets is my mom going to buy for them? You know what Damn. I mean? It's Damn. just, it annoys me. It turns maybe from an expectation to an entitlement. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I blame I blame the media though. I really blame the media because from I mean coming from Asia like you we always see US as like oh you know the American dream everyone's successful there everyone's living the life there but then when once I move here and I'm actually you know living in California where tax is so high it's kind of a struggle, really. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about the cost of healthcare, the cost of, you know, owning a home, or, you know, owning a car, you know, the food, you know, everything is so much higher compared to like where I w- I'm originally from, which is Singapore. And I get it. The currency is so much stronger, but still the tax, holy shit, like tax yeah. here is crazy, you know? Right. So yeah, people don't get that we're, we're trying to make ends meet here. We're not, nobody's bawling. We're not Kylie Jenner, you know. <laughs> so, Speak for yourself. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't own like a makeup company or whatever. Um, I just make podcasts. Anyway, <laughs> do you guys want to move on to Angela and Michael? Oh God, that scene where she was in the goat market and then they just like, like you know zoomed in on those two goat heads oh my god that was so awesome i was just dying on the inside can i she ask was, you guys like, having a physical reaction against all that that was awesome can i ask you guys what do you think of wet market because i grew up going to wet markets with my mom so like to me that's nothing and i'm like there's nothing to be irked about or nothing to be you know nothing to vomit over but I wonder if it's because Americans are not exposed to like wet market that when they see like a goat's head or they, they smell the, you know, the stench of the blood or, you know, the stench of raw meat like exposed. I wonder if that kind of triggers her, which I find very comical because I'm like, it's just a wet market. It's just an outdoor market. So it's like your typical farmer's market, except, you know, I guess maybe the smell might be a little bit more amplified over there. And, and apparently there are wet markets in the U.S. We just don't know about it because they're 
they're somewhere, you know, in a neighborhood and they're not as exposed. But yeah, there are wet markets. So I don't know why Angela's so, being, you know. I mean, I don't know, Nadia, if a wet market is like a farmer's market. But I also know like in America, you have to keep meat um, refrigerated, right? For health code violation reasons. Whereas in other countries, they could, it could just be hanging out, you know, with flies flying around it and other kind of things. And, and uh, it's, it's, very, it's a very different approach. So I don't think that it's as normalized here than it might be like overseas. Yeah. Um, if we do have wet markets, I can kind of see them being like closer, what, to like the bay and stuff, like not the, the bay, but like the water, exactly, yeah. where they catch fish and stuff. I just, I don't see it, you know, really outside of that. But I, I, I thought her reaction was actually real. Like, I don't think that she was playing. I think that she was like, this is gross. I'm not, I'm not going to have any of it. And I'm sure it smelled horrible. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, and maybe I viewed it differently. I don't think she had a problem per se with the uh, uh, market itself. I think there were sections maybe where she did. Um, for me, it seemed more like she was reacting to that it was goat. She made a big deal like goat this, goat heads and goat. And um, uh, it, it actually made me step back and realize like goat is not very American. It's I not guess. common. It's not common yeah. meat. Yeah. We're into, you know, cow beef and pig pork and then like chicken, right? Like, but you don't, yeah. you don't shop for goat. So I think it was hard for her to wrap her head around that because he was like, we're going to go get goat meat. And she's like, no, we ain't getting no goat meat. I don't want to get no goat meat, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, wait, is that not, um, because goat's pretty common in the Philippines. So it then is. it, it I Asia. think that was yeah. yeah a very big big deal, and I think she was tripping you know a lot about uh, about the fact that it was a goat. But what do you do? Like, do you guys think that she's making a huge fuss because she knows that what Michael is trying to get her to do is to be a Nigerian, a Nigerian woman, woman, which is like to cook, <laughs> even though cooking is not necessarily a Nigerian woman thing. Uh, it makes me believe that this narrative uh, was was fabricated so that we could get to the pizza, which was I, which was entertaining. Bravo, bravo! <laughs> if this was if this was fabricated for us to watch them eat pizza and like it, I kind of that was a very pleasant surprise because I was expecting them to do the whole oh. I'm going to show you my culture and you're going to look at me like I'm fucking weird. And it didn't, right? It was like, oh, we're going to eat this and we like it. And this is good. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, it's pizza. Like, who doesn't like pizza? (laughs) So uh, I kind of liked that part. I did think it, um, you know, it played into the ignorance a little bit. Oh, goat. No, I can't do that. Can you put this rice in a bag? Like entertaining and funny to watch, but a pleasant surprise when it ended with them eating pizza and actually liking it. Did you guys catch that park when they're in the market and they're trying to, you know, they're getting rice and then Michael tells Angie, oh, let's go get tomatoes. And then Angie goes, tomatoes? Oh, that's just, you're like, you're, you know, you've gone over the line now. (laughs) (laughs) Because she knows that he wants her to cook. Yeah, there was something that that he wanted to cook. Yeah, some kind of cream or some sauce or something. Does Angela not even cook at her own home? Like, she's so determined to be an American woman in Nigeria. Again, it, this whole this goes back to the whole like 
Britney, you know, saying like, oh, I'm an American woman. This is my right. culture. And she's in Jordan. Right. Yeah. So can Michael say, well, we don't do this in my country. I don't care. Yeah. If I'm Why can't he yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember the fight? It was like our apartment. No, it's my apartment. Our yeah. apartment. <laughs> yeah. Not until you pay rent there. Something like that. I forget. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she has a point though, right? If the money's That's coming true. out of That's her pocket. True. That's true. Like the meal, I, I, I can see why she's pissed too because she's paying for those tomatoes, the rice, the goat and all that, right? It's all coming out of her pocket because, I, I mean, as far as I know, my cow is not working, right? Mm-mm. And and we all know how long ethnic food takes to cook. So oh yeah, I yeah. mean, it popping a pizza too. in the <laughs> oven is way easier than like, you know, sautéing onions and putting goat on top of it, then some yeah. rice and putting it in the <laughs> oven for five hours. Like, yeah. uh-uh, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Angela's like, look, I didn't come here to cook, and I kind of feel her there. But I thought she was a little bit rude in in the whole. Let me make it obvious to Michael's family that he is going to cook for me and that yeah, the roles are reversed. Yeah. Like, I agree. That was yeah, I agree there. I agree like, there. Michael just stood there in the kitchen, like, like looking like a little bitch. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I felt kind of bad. Oh, for him. shit. Like, like, he looked, like, he looked like he just was, like, wearing an apron and a pair of high heels and, like, lipstick, which I'm sure is not something like that the men of his culture typically do. So I kind of thought that was rude of Angela, but the fact that they're all able to kind of connect and break bread which was the pizza i thought that was yeah. kind of cool and michael's mom is super adorable i really like her she seems like yeah. such a kind woman so it was nice to see her too yeah it was like she was deliberately emasculating him in front of his family which and made I was me like, uncomfortable mm, yeah 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 yep. it's like clearly she wants him to be her bitch and yeah. i and i kind of feel bad for michael But did you guys catch that look of slight disappointment from the mom because she was she was not served like I guess she was expecting Nigerian food. I'm guessing Michael probably told the mom like, "Yeah, we're gonna cook for you," and then like here comes the pizza. Yeah, they had the names for it too, Ewedu and something else. I didn't write it down, but yeah, yeah, she was she she voiced her expectation, right? Expectations that were not met. So I mentioned Britney just now. So I thought maybe we can segue to the other way. Um, Let's do it. Britney. Would you guys think of a, a favorite twerk queen? <laughs> I don't know why, guys, but the other way just puts me to sleep. And plus, you plus know, one. I, I'm just like always just like so bored by the other way. Um, yeah. But Britney's probably one of the few relationships that I like to actually watch. During the during the other way, I don't know. I've I kind of like I I've said this before, that they're just so incompatible. I mean, she is just like in it for clout. You know what I mean? I kind of feel bad for Yazan. I think this is just all for the camera and for her follow her following. So she she I, changed I, her tune. You noticed, right? Yep. Yeah. What do you mean? Like she spoke Arabic? <laughs> uh, she was more like, oh, I'm. I'm down to learn and I'm down to... She played the part. Yeah. Because of that apartment, dude. Like, he hooked her up. (laughs) That was such a cute apartment. Yeah. I think maybe they broke her down. I don't know. We'll see. But... Maybe she got some D. I don't know. (laughs) He changed her mind. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he did knock on that door. (laughs) After the crew... You know, the camera crew left. (laughs) 
Um, Britney. But Britney. <laughs> but Yazan is still a shitty translator, though. I mean, not as not as shitty as Jihoon and Devin's translator, but he, that was comedy. Like the, the uncle was saying, like, you know, she has to learn to like change, you know, some. I mean, he basically took what his uncle said out of context and said, yeah. and told her and turned to her and said, "You have to change. You gotta change a lot." <laughs> I'm like, dude, Girl, you gonna have to the change. The person you are is not good. Be a different person. <laughs> Well, um, again, I think it just goes back to the culture, right? Like we yeah. can we can sit over here and judge and say, "Oh my God, that's some bullshit." But in the Jordanian culture, the man is like on top of the food chain, oh, yeah. and e- even in like the conversation with the uncle, it was just Yazan and the uncle. There was no Brittany in that conversation because mm-hmm. men and, talk and women just keep quiet. Exactly, their, yeah, right? the culture. But for Brittany, she thought it was going to be like, you know, like a three-way conversation. No, it was an A and B conversation and they're asking you to see your way out. You know what I mean? Right. But the fact that you were there, you were just taking up space. So it's a really, I don't want to say tough culture. It's just, it's just a, their culture. You know what I mean? Whether it's right or, or wrong, let, I'm going to let God decide. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and judge other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that why Brittany is going to struggle so much because she's just so adamant on you know being this independent free thinking boss bitch yeah fine good for you if that's what toots your boat good but not in jordan of all places you know mm. yeah absolutely you know go, go to europe go to you know australia with that attitude you'll be fine trust me but not in jordan guys come on and i think lon you want to share what yazan recently posted right about bad girl and good girl Oh, wow. I totally forgot about that. Damn, you didn't do your homework? Oh, Come on, dude. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, man. I told, I, I, I told, I'm still sorry. I told No, no worries. We can, we can like kind of, uh, while, while we wait for you to pull that up, let, shall we talk about uh, Kenny and Armando, my the favorite, oh, wait, right? our favorite couple with the best love story ever so in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise? So can I just start by saying that um, Armando went to Kenny's defense on the socials because not this week, but the week before there was like all that drama about like Kenny not liking the horchata and like talking shit about Mexican food. And then Armando posted something saying that like horchata doesn't define my culture and that, you know, pretty much having Kenny's back which yeah. I thought was cute Aww. you know what I mean of course yeah. and I was oh, like that is so cute mm-hmm. I know so I, I like that he did that he just defended his man on the internet so Aww. good job guys <sighs> they're so enjoyable to watch together and I yeah. think um you know with Kenny being in a different place uh in terms of um how long he's been out um, and and um, Armando, you know, still uh, um, having a pretty valid um, fears, not just about where the culture is at, but also for their safety. Yep. One of the things that really stood out for me last night was when Armando said, I am where I am because of you. The meaning of that, it could apply to so many different, well, I don't know, so many different, but it could be taken on, on different levels, right? And I think that was, I think that was actually one of the more enlightening things. Uh, it was just, 
one of those things that like it can be taken on so many different levels and that spoke to me um and definitely when he goes let's you know why don't we kiss in front of jesus and i just i don't know it was just so many sweet moments in, in, in their yeah. in their scene it was a good um a good break from the drama that otherwise is 90 day and why we tune in so i don't know more more of the lovey-dovey and the happy stuff um that we've grown accustomed um to see from armando and kenny so and, yeah. yeah for Our me warmest. like when armando asked him for patience that definitely hits home mm-hmm. that's like what every relationship needs, right? Patience. I'm, I'm with you guys. I just cannot wait to see more of them because it's such a breath of fresh air to see uh, a genuine relationship. And if you think about it, right, Kenny, when he, he slid into our DM, he was defending Armando, you know, right. because of what we misspoke about Armando. And now, like, you know, like Miriam said, it's Armando's turn to, like, defend Kenny. And I mm-hmm. think that's just so sweet. I cannot wait for Hannah to join them because then it's, it's going to be like the cutest trio, right? Yeah. With truffles, obviously. They have such a healthy relationship, right? Yeah. Even the way, even when Armando wasn't quite ready for the PDA stuff, when they did the interview segment, he addressed um, Kenny's concerns, I guess, if you can call them that. He, you know, he, he understood where um, Kenny might be hurt or where right. Kenny might be offended and he rec- he recognized that and recognized how okay well here's the things that maybe, maybe I need to do like it was just it's just so fucking healthy it's just stuff that are like this should be <laughs> like standard so shit right you know yeah. what I'm talking about though right this is yeah. like yeah like of course <laughs> and um, it, it's just such a standout relationship from the train wrecks that we see that all the shit that goes wrong yeah. um, that we're and, able to see in these other relationships, right? You're and like, all their concerns are legitimate relationship concerns. They're totally. not made up. They're not yeah. fabricated for TV. Like Armando being concerned about not holding hands, about not having, you know, not displaying affectionate. That's a legitimate concern because he knows Mexico well. He knows his right. landscape. He knows that people can be, you know, can be judgmental. And not only judgmental, but... You know, there might be some, you know, folks who might target them because they're homosexual and right. that could be dangerous, right? This is why I, I have a love-hate relationship with TLC because, like, on one hand, they have all these trashy couples and then, and then there's Kenneth and Amanda. Yeah. So wholesome. Of, so wholesome. <laughs> I know. Progressive at that. <laughs> yeah. Very sweet. I, I love their love story. Okay, do we want to go back to the whole bad, not bad boy, bad girl, good girl thing with Yazan and Britney's clap back to him, which kind of shows that they're no longer together. Oh, yes. So <laughs> interesting because I don't, I'm not even really, they're not even really on my radar. They're not a couple. Um, I mean, I'm in it for the drama, right? But I, 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 I've mentioned this. I think they're a couple that's doomed from the beginning. Yep. Um, so it's I. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent tuned in whenever they're on, but on on social shit's getting exciting, and um, I don't know how y'all feel about this. Maybe you guys have seen it already, um, but Yasan had some. I don't know. I'll, let, let me just read what Yasan says here. Have you ever wondered what is the difference between a good girl and a bad girl? Well, let me tell you about my thoughts. First of all, a good girl will loosen her shirt button 
when it's hot, but a bad girl will loosen her shirt button to make a situation hot. <laughs> Secondly, a good girl wears underwear and a bad girl don't use underwear. Damn. Okay, that is there. just like, <laughs> might as well say bad girl, Brittany. Thirdly, <laughs> a good girl says no, and a bad girl says when. Oh, wow. damn. Okay. <laughs> lastly, a good girl goes to a party, then go home, then go to bed, but a bad girl goes to a party then go to bed, then goes home. Damn. Uh, I know that different people have different point of views. That's my personal point of view. And a good person will definitely agree with what I say. (laughs) Spread positivity and love. So how do y'all feel about that? About are y'all good girls? Are y'all bad girls? I mean, the fact that he's even classifying and dictating... I, 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 to me, it was just all bad, right? But I, <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all are y'all are the women here. I don't even even just his use of language, right? The fact that he used to me, and maybe I'm just being nit, nitpicky the way he says "girl" instead of "woman," and I don't know. I, I can get all over this from the male perspective, but I want to I wanted to hear what y'all had to say about that. I mean, clearly he's lashing out at, Brit- at Brittany. Um, <laughs> you know, all that was that all that was for Brittany. You know, I mean, we should just read in between the lines. Brittany did something of a whorish nature. She must have been a bad girl. She must have went to bed with no underwear and then went home. (laughs) Damn, dude. She must have went to a party. (laughs) Went to a party with no underwear, went to bed, and then went home. (laughs) Well, wait, hold on. She loses her shirt first. Shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirt sorry. <laughs> in that order, right? Losing shirt, <laughs> did not wear underwear, and <laughs> went to a party. Went to bed. She didn't went say home. no. She, she did not said say no. When. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she said when and how much. <laughs> um, <sighs> something definitely good. went down. Something definitely good. went down. Yeah. I mean, the old school part of me understand why he said those, but then, like, again, like, he's just lashing out, like Miriam said. It's like, say that to like someone from Jordan and they will understand all of your passive aggressive comments. But mm-hmm. how do you expect someone like Brittany, whose social media is like open, everyone knows she's like a tour queen trying to rap and dresses very provocatively on the internet with or without underwear? We're not sure, but it's like, how are you going to question her about people? Like, you already know, like, what you see is what you get with her. You know what I mean? Like, why are you trying to yeah. take this girl who is clearly more on the liberal side of the spectrum and then try to put a hijab on her and then have her, like, just be a stay-at-home domestic yeah. wife? Kind of control I don't know. Her. I don't get it. Like, that's the shit that just I drives like me crazy. In, I, I compare this to kind of similar to the conversations we've had about G, um, BGL and Usman, right? You want to date that person right the person that's in the limelight the person right. that's, that has all these admirers and is sexy and i don't know whatever Ew. this i'm just saying i'm just <laughs> hey i got your back usman he's, anyway, he's I'm just saying, usman not bgl but yeah <laughs> yeah i'm just saying you see you see this person this object of desire 
And you want that until you got it because you don't want the stuff that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. the reason that this person was attractive to you in the first place was because she's this I'm assuming object of desire. Maybe I'm out of line here, but that's what I would think. Right. And then you gotta, you can't date, you know, an entertainer or an, uh, maybe an influencer. I don't know, whatever she considers herself as a musician, rap star, whatever have you, you can't date somebody that's like that. And then once you, once you're dating them, be like, well, I don't want anything that comes along with that. Like, no, you got to accept them for who they are. Instead of trying yeah. to change them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, interesting relationship here again i still think it was doomed from the beginning um i'm gonna keep up with their socials and if there are any interesting updates obviously i'll bring them to the podcast but yeah i just find that what's what's happening outside of the show right now is a little bit more interesting what's going on well britney did clap back so she wrote uh she did yeah she wrote a reply and it was something along the lines of well there was a mic drop moment there where she said like the prophet wouldn't want you to do this you know should i like, read that one what are you able to find it yes i got it oh okay the boss Brittany is the is the profile a good man holds a job and provides for his woman Damn. a bad man sits at home with his hand out to everybody trying to demand respect and control over a woman who works for hers if I let you control me, we'd be homeless because Lord knows you will not work or pay one bill with all that mouth. Sit this one out, boo. Oh. Oh, damn. I didn't get the problem. Was, though. Yeah, I didn't get that either. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there, maybe there was, some, was pretty in yeah. between the lines. No, no, no. There was, some, there was something else. There was like something. I think I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, there, there was, that, was the, that was the post and then there was a caption. Some, some, she did reference like she did yeah, yeah she did she went into this the she she backed it up with religious views that yeah would... damn yeah i don't know why they're they're definitely not together i hope well i don't know <laughs> we'll see uh what about biniam and ariella i mean what about them <laughs> what about them waking she's safe up? <laughs> we we know she's safe she's safe right all right cool hospital that's cool that's My, cool my big note was that they're they're supposedly broke or whatever have you. I don't know if y'all noticed. He's wearing a Fendi jacket. And I looked this up. They go for about a fitty to a G. Is that it Fendi or is Fendi. it like a fake Fendi? Like and I thought Fendi. about that too. I was like, well, maybe it's a <laughs> knockoff. Maybe. Yeah. But I think if that was a gift from her, I think her family's well off, right? Yeah. I don't know. It could be a knockoff. I wouldn't. That's that's completely within the realm of um, of, of reality and possibility. Um, it was just an eyebrow lifter for me. Like, damn, you noticed I that? I didn't even I did. notice that. Yeah, yeah I didn't notice but, that. I'm surprised because I, I usually like that shit. Yeah, but you'll see it I, running down his arm. The interesting. But what I noticed is that, and I think other people have also spotted, is that she has scars on her upper arm, and she actually admitted that they were self-inflicted. <gasps> Sad. So, yeah, that was <sighs> something that she kind of revealed recently because people have been posting about, hey, what are those scars about? Like, she has scratches, like really deep cuts. One well, of deep cuts, like cuts, you know, scars, right, on her upper arm. That makes her so much more interesting to me. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even though she's, 
she came from a privileged family. She went through some troubling Struggle. adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. What so, What is that thing about the two kg sandbag to stop bleeding? I don't know what what that's about, but that's very interesting. When the midwife said, "Like, oh yeah, if you bleed, we have this sandbag for you to put on your tummy to stop the bleeding," and I was like, "What? I've never is it heard like a of pressure that. thing." Yeah, it's, it's probably does. a pressure thing. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure honestly. Like, I I heard that too, and I was like, I that's like must be like an Ethiopia thing. They didn't do none of that shit with me, people. Yeah. It's, a, a it's probably a traditional a thing. person's stomach. Maybe to, to kind of help push the baby out. But yeah, I, I, had no, I have no clue. Yeah. But what do you think about the, the natal war? Like, is it... It's does fine. It look legit? Yeah. It's, it's okay, fine. right? That's all you need. You know, yeah. you just, it doesn't matter where it is. It just it matters who you're with. And if you have some competent doctors. Right. If it was good enough for her mom. That's all yeah. I saw. Yeah. yeah. And the mom was impressed. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Well, at least the mom was honest. She did say, like, she had ulterior motive to, like, want to bring her back. Her back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I totally yeah. get it. It's, I mean, even the nurse, the nurses admit that it's third world. Like, they're probably surprised. Like, why would you want to give birth here? You're from the US. Like, why yeah. are you here? I want to end this chapter with the fact that. Binium and his ex-wife's wedding video is up on YouTube if you guys are able to find it. Oh, really? Yeah. To our listeners, if, you, if you're listening to this, um, go to YouTube. Try to find Binium. Uh, it's probably spelled differently because I found it through a website. But yeah, his wife, ex, him and his ex-wife's wedding video is on YouTube. Uh, their wedding dance is an homage to Dirty Dancing. There was a lot of uh, backflipping. Yeah, and he was shirtless with dreads. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. I got to go on YouTube real quick. Uh, oh, he rich. But, I, if he monetized that video. Uh, I, well, that, vi- <laughs> that video doesn't belong to him. It belonged to the company that made the wedding. Oh, so man. I don't think he got royalties. Man. Yeah, but that was very interesting how he was married in the U.S., I I believe that looked like it was it was in held in U.S. and like when when Janice Mar- Ariella's mom asked him about his ex-wife, like he said something along the lines of, "Oh, she left me," and I'm like, "Right, you must have fucked up really bad for her to leave you because there's a lot of drama that went down when they had their kid in the U.S. Like there was a, a congressman or a senator that got involved to get him a visa to enter the U.S. So like, I don't and understand how they went through all this trouble just to separate, you know, just to get a divorce. So um, anyway, Devin and Jihoon, what do you guys think? <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed. I shouldn't have. I mean, it wasn't. It's one of those things where it's not funny, but because the translator fucked everything up, like I was dying. <laughs> I'm sorry for this island. The birds have changed. <laughs> or like, I'll spend the money and I'll do it again or something yeah. like that. I'm like, oh no. And and Devin was just so like taking it back. Like, what? You motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then he was so frustrated that he got up and left and he couldn't explain it. And I'm just like, it was a hot mess. And like, it was 
it was funny, but it was super serious and like yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know how to feel, but I laughed. I, laughed. I think I think even the translator <laughs> gave up on their relationship and like pretty much just decided to not, you know, function. Yeah, one of the memes I saw was like, "You can't tell me TLC didn't program that translator to like <laughs> sabotage him during that conversation." Yeah. Uh, Anyway. I'm kind of over them. This is like one of those couples I just like induce my sleep every time I watch them. I think that they're another couple that is like oil and water. They keep trying to make it work and it just doesn't happen, you know? Mm. So like if I was Devin, I would just cut my losses and just go back to America and just figure out like what her life is going to look like without Jihoon as a single mom raising two kids. And maybe five or 10 years from now, if Jihoon gets his head out of his ass, he might be able to be the man that she needs to help her raise her kids. But until then, I, I would just, I would just move on. If so I you was think in this her is shoes. done, you think this is? Over? I think it's done, done. Mm. If TLC wasn't involved and if TLC wasn't paying for this to continue, I don't think it would have continued. That reminds that me. Way. That reminds me, you guys. Alicia, Alicia De- Devin's mom actually uh, posted something on the social saying that. Her daughter is no longer with Jihoon. <gasps> yeah, yeah. So yeah, just what? I just remembered that. Yeah, I spotted that while I was, you know. Jihoon's mom did. No, Alicia Devin's mom. Devin's mom did. Yeah, Jihoon's mom. I don't think he, she's on social media, but. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. News to me. Wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy. I mean, the dad was really sweet though. Like the dad was more polite than the mom. He was trying. Yeah, he was Just trying. Salvage. He even apologized. Yeah. Anyway, shall we end it with uh, Tim and Melissa? Melissa, chatting. Um, I I kind of was laughing when Melissa was telling him, "Hey, did you gain some weight?" And like, apparently, like his weight was a thing. <laughs> um, but did she tell him off, or did she? say it during the one-on-one interview because I think she was telling the camera that I don't think she told him directly I, I don't know I, I think it was a little bit directly also I think that he mentioned I know I've gained weight or something and oh then, is it during the when they were trying to get food and then like he was saying like yeah it, it, it was meddling is so healy and I didn't expect to like be this tired or something oh gosh I, I don't like the guy um <laughs> I mean, what did I think? I think this couple is also trying to make it work and it's not going to. I think I think that Melissa has made up her mind and it's going to take like a lot of effort for her to change it. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's doomed. She wasn't... It was one of those things where she hasn't um, moved on 100%. That conversation could have been like, so how do you like... Medellin, you know, how do you yeah. blah blah blah? Nope, it was so. Tell me about this bitch, right? <laughs> what happened here? You know what I mean? Because yeah. she needs she needs some questions answered, and um, um, he's not listening to his therapist or whatever. Like, I think I still think he's being um dishonest with her. He's he's being dodged, dude. Just come out of it, dude. Like, and then he's trying to shift the blame to her. Like I didn't tell you because it's your fault. Like in yeah, some you were way, not forthcoming form. or something. Or like yeah, that. so like, dude, just man, own up to it. Own up to it and be honest. That's what your therapist told you to do, and he's you agreed to it. Like, 
if this is going to work, then just answer, answer her questions and put the ball in her court. If she wants to continue this relationship and she will, if not, that's her prerogative. She gave you a shot and, and it's whatever it's drawn its course or whatever. Right. Like, but that's not going to, it's not going to help you to be dishonest and, and try to hide shit. Like you might as well just put all your cards out on the table. Like who, he had he he admitted it up to a certain point and then tried to say he didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty lame that he said like, "Oh, it was I super had, lame." Yeah, it's like I had an itch to scratch and she just happened to be there and he even said and- so. He even was like, "Oh, it started out and then we're like all of a sudden flirting, um, and we're sending text messages back and forth." And then he says something like. I honestly really thought I could keep it at that line. So he's already admitting that mm-hmm. he sees that there's a line that can be crossed and he's gonna, he wants to, he wants to bring himself all the way there, but not like cross it. That's right. the, that's the message I got when he said that, like, dude, like what that's the fuck? That's still emotional cheating though. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah. So like, and then for him to try to like not claim responsibility when she says, so you know what you were doing then. Oh, I honestly didn't know. You know, I'm like, you just admitted <laughs> it. Like, come on, man. What are you talking about? You know, so, and I do not feel sorry for him one bit. I think she needs to move on. Um, she's too good for him. 100%. Yeah. So you guys, Shall we tell our listeners what we're going to talk about in our next Patreon? Let's do it. Go for it. We are going to cover the free Britney movement that's been happening lately. Uh, So, yeah. I'm going to get that audio and play that, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, so if you're not aware, we're on Patreon as WTF Extra, where we talk about other things. That's not 90 Day Fiancé related. It could be 90 Day Fiancé related. I mean, if we manage to get hold of Larissa and, you know, get her to answer some questions, we might put it up there. But yeah, if you, uh, you know, if, if you like our content and, you know, wouldn't mind supporting us, we're at Patreon as WTF Extra. Yeah. Extra Thank AF. Thank you so much. <laughs> Again, uh, if, you, if you like the podcast, if you like the show, Feel free to give us uh, that five-star review. It really goes a long way. And we do really appreciate the support if you hit up the, uh, if you hit up the Patreon. Um, let us know. Uh, we are always, always open to engage uh, with our listeners. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Um, all things 90-day related, you know, obviously we'll address here on the podcast. And if there's anything that maybe you're watching or any um, celebrity gossip or any current events that you think would be interesting to have a discussion about, we'll definitely uh, try our best to address that um, on our Patreon for additional content. Um, Again, we appreciate the support uh, both on Patreon and on our podcast. We love to do this for y'all and uh, yeah, hit us up 90 day fiance WTF. That's on IG and at gmail.com. I forgot to mention that I watched a bit of B90 Strikes Back and Erica was watching her intimate scenes with Stephanie with her parents and I thought I that was saw really that. cool. Oh god. I saw also it. kind of so cringy for her. I, I know. know. I only saw the trailer and I guess she was like 
groping her own hair or something. Yeah, Stephanie was someone actually caught Stephanie caressing her own hair. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. I was like this this girl is definitely into herself that when oh she's kissing someone else she's actually she's like, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> oh, and her response was I have great hair. Let's yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No. Anyway, that's it for today's podcast thank you for listening thank you thanks everybody i am sad and so